everybody. Welcome to the 53rd episode of the Dan Fonts Talks Metal. Yes, I changed the name because I had it make it look like all my other socials. But anyway, welcome. I have the guys in Imperial Triumphant with me. I have Zach, Steve, and Kenny. Um, stoked to have you guys here. We've been working. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, man. Thanks so much, Dan. Yeah, I'm stoked on this, man. Um, no, they are not wearing their masks. We tricked you. (laughs) Come on now. Come on. (laughs) You think they want to wear those off stage? What's going on? You want to see the mask? Gotta buy a ticket. Buy a ticket, and then you'll see it all. (laughs) You'll get the full experience of Imperial Triumphant. Precisely. His tickets should be available like 2026. Yeah, I think think I'm almost done booking that 2026 tour for you guys. Hey, we're getting back to it. We're getting back to it. Oh, yeah. I'm stoked on it. You know, long break. And it it was a nice vacation. I feel like, um, you know, this planned vacation that we just had was great. I think the music industry and bands needed a year and a half off. we never get a break anyway <laughs> the only fucking break i ever get is like christmas and i'm like, like oh man yeah like 20 years of vacation time crammed you know at you know cumulative into one year until one precise yeah, exactly you know at first i was like this is nice and now i'm like okay can we work now it's yeah. even like during christmas like we have like you know like music industry will shut down for like two weeks and like after like a week or like the day after christmas i'm like all right, well, can we finish this tour? <laughs> I'm like in the middle of bullshit. Yeah. shit. I'm like, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't speak for the rest of the guys, but I think like when, when, you know, you get off tour, you're like, oh God, I need to like unwind, like I'm exhausted. Yeah. And then like five days later, you're like, I need to get back on the road. I'm fucking sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> sick of being home. <laughs> like, I'm relaxed enough. Okay, back to work. How do you guys like touring? Are you guys all like when you go out on tour? Do you love it? What do you hate about it? <laughs> um, well, touring isn't—it's not the most comfortable existence, you know. No, I think the shows make up for the uncomfortable. The shows make up for, it and you know, I like hanging out with these two guys actually. So it works yeah. out. It works out well. Like once we're out there, we kind of just get into our own universe, and that's the really cool part. Yeah, you're sort of you're sort of off, off of the grid in one sense. You, know? you are. I feel yeah, like I love touring, man. It's just like com- like kind of simplifies your whole life. Like you, all you need to worry about, you have like five responsibilities. You know, you just need to like play, get to the gig, play yep. a great show. Don't you know? Don't lose anything. Don't get any of your. Sh- don't get lose anything. Don't get any of your just shit stolen. stolen. Yeah. Find a bathroom. Find a bathroom, and then like get to the hotel and get some sleep you know like exactly and take care of your health whatever like yeah that's all you need to do for 30 days in a row like it's so simple and like i love that and yeah like steve said like the sesh is so real yeah Yeah, you get into some cool conversations like when you're in the middle of nowhere oh dude five hours into a drive and you you're just kind of off time and you know and just meeting like people any everywhere you go there's always there's always cool fans yeah or people you meet at fucking truck stops gas stations hotels yeah. oh i'm not talking to anyone at truck stops <laughs> hey man you in a band <laughs> you look like you look like you're in a band <laughs> oh my god so many of those is that questions. your guys van and trailer <laughs> you guys in a band 
Yeah. The most typical shit ever. All the fucking Y'all in a band? Y'all from New band? York? <laughs> what are you doing out here? <laughs> they always ask you, like, oh, where are you playing? Like, they're going to come, you know? <laughs> and then you tell them where you're playing, and they're like, where's that at? <laughs> or they're like, oh, that's too far. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's usually because we're like in hour three or four of a rest seven stop. hour drive. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy doesn't understand the gig is 150 miles away. Yeah. Sorry, we're not, not playing coming. at this particular gas station. <laughs> Next time we'll play at the Love's gas station truck stop for you. I mean, touring yeah. is really the best way to kind of do the human being thing, though, overall. It is. Like it, it, it's it. You really you get connected to kind of like at least creating a meaning and a purpose of like, why am I here? Why am I doing this shit? Why does this even matter? Oh, because of all these cool ass experiences and exactly. all these people yeah. you kind of meet along the way and you kind of, you know, you get to actually live a journey instead of just like this sort of psychotic sedentary life that we've been exposed to for the last year and change. Yeah. Yeah, man. And That's I also right. think yeah, like good. what's fun is that like, you know, when we started touring the quality of uh, the tours as far as like, where we're sleeping, how much we're getting paid, yeah. the amount of people we're playing for was much lower mm -hmm. and compared to where we are and we're still on you know an upward trajectory, I believe. Yeah, but definitely. the important thing is that I'm we're kind of enjoying the ride, which I think is very yeah. important. Like it's important. still looking back about all the tours we've done and how much fun we've had. And it's not just been like, we have to grind through this to get to this level. Like it's still kind of uh, yeah. an exciting thing every time we go out. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, I, I mean, touring is literally the, I mean, outside of this band, touring is my, this my gig. That's my job. So, you know, like you were talking about this extended vacation, it was like, wow, I just, all this work I had just poof for yeah. a dozen or so bands and, you know, side projects. So, you know, it's, it's when you're kind of dealing with that reality, you know, in the face of all that, like with this band, it just, you, you start to really appreciate the camaraderie thing because like out of all the bands I tour with, mm -hmm. this is probably the group where I always feel things are run the smoothest. The hang is like really That's good. deep. Like yeah. we get to some really great conversations. We argue about shit like anybody does, but yeah, like it never fucks up the vibe. Like a lot of bands, It'll you know, the they can't up. deal with disagreeing with each other because they can't, they haven't dealt with their, with themselves yet they're yeah. they're still maturing mm -hmm. you know so they they'll break up over dumb shit over arguments that are pointless that happen in a van because you're just you know week four in a eight hour drive you've been <laughs> sleeping in the van or on tours i mean i mean zach told me about this show where it's like you watch like people's like tour vans and stuff like this oh it's like yo like people are living in Dude, the I, I went through a big you know what i mean digital tour like, bus yeah, it's, <laughs> and a lot of people are living in their own filth, and it's like that adds up over time. That that weighs on you, like those experiences, you know. And then you start to hate the people around you. And in this band, we it's like, on paper, the three of us probably shouldn't get along as well as we do, but it's like <laughs> brotherhood, and it's in this That's really great. way. And I think it that translates when we play music. You know, yeah. I think it translates to what we do on stage, and I think that's why people beyond the, the the costumes and the density of the music i think yeah people are enjoying the fact that we fucking get along and we make music together and that's a very rare expression in this world dude it really is because i have dealt with so many bands over the 15 years of being a booking agent of just 
band members leaving, having ridiculous arguments with each other, the whole nine, everything you can name, like it has happened. And it's like, it's very, it's honestly very rare to like find a band, a, you know, a band full of people that do get along very well, you know, and keep it together and stay professional on the road and be respectful to the venues and staff and all that stuff, you know? That's paramount. Yeah. 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 It really is, man. Even think, if you have a bad show, you got to respect the staff, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think keeping a band together as a band is the most challenging part of having a band. Yeah, easily. So, so it if, is, yeah. If you can, through practice and experience, make that work, then that's already a huge accomplishment. I agree. Yeah. Big time, dude. Well, one thing I wanted to say about touring, though, was yeah. this, I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me, but usually when I get off a tour, like mm-hmm. we just did four weeks out or five weeks, or whatever. And I get home, I usually end up just like sitting on the edge of my bed, like waiting, like waiting <laughs> for something to happen. But like, because now I'm like, well, now what do I do? Like, what yeah. do, I do stuff? like you have to get back in the, in oh, the now, groove of now I'm off the road. Yeah. Right. You know, like, that's the weirdest part of touring. I feel like it is. I feel like it's <laughs> definitely, well, yeah, it is different for everybody. Everyone has a different, you know, living situation or their job or some people have to go home and find a new job yeah because they may be off tour for a few months and they have to have some sort of income if the band is not generating enough to you know keep the band members afloat to pay bills so it's definitely it's a lot different for everybody but yeah i feel like that would be weird i mean even when i was younger and i would tour i wouldn't tour that much it'd be like once or twice a year and that was just like were you in a band? I was in bands when I was younger. I played guitar, but nice. We like, Me too. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the guitarist. I couldn't. I, I can't tell who's who. <laughs> and uh, like my old bands, we like really each... do that at some point. Just yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I toured with a few bands like TMing and doing merch and shit and. You know, I tour, uh, TM like half of one of my Devastation on the Nations tour with uh, mm. Cryptopsy. And that was nice. cool because the TM that I have for it that does it every year, Bryce, he couldn't do the first week and a half. So I was like, well, I'll just go do it, you know? And that was fun. That was a good time. Um, but, you know, I've never experienced the, you know, on the road for like, you know, bands that are like on the road, like doing, you know, four or five, six months a year. And then having to, you know, come home in between tours or whatever and just try to figure things out if you need to, you know. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that, you know, their thing is like, yep, when I get home, I got to find a new job. <laughs> you know, it's like, Damn. Well, well the, the goal is to not, not have yes. to do that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I feel like that is, I feel like that is, that should be the main goal to not have to yeah. fucking do that. But yeah, it's important, well, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure we've, I'm sure we've all played plenty of music for free, you know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. which can be cool for, for certain things in life. But that's yeah. not, you know, that's not going to that's not sustainable. Let's, let's put it yeah. that way. No, know? no, that can only last for so long. And it's yeah. like in the beginning of a band, you know, you got to everyone knows you got to grind a bit. Got to eat some eat some shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know you do. The main goal is to grow and continue to get better, and you know obviously draw more people, get paid better, and whatnot. And you find out it does feel really good to like pay your bills with the money you made yeah. from a tour. Like yeah, 
All a lot branches. of that stuff, you know, a lot of that mindset though, it, 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 there's been this sort of like inherited perspective that, you know, eating shit means that you don't respect or value yourself. And that's the, you know, whether it's jazz guys in New York city or underground metal bands, you see the same thing where it's like, there's this habit that kind of grew out of time where it's like cats are not respecting themselves because they're like, well, I gotta, I gotta pay my dues. I gotta eat shit. I gotta, you know, start from the bottom and work my way up. And it's like, no, but you got to remember to respect yourself yes, and just no, value right. yourself. Cause you yeah, know, like, I mean, if not, what ends up happening is you get those opportunities to go up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And what happens, you don't really, res you don't, you don't respect yourself. So you either get taken advantage of yeah. or you get undersold or you get robbed. And yeah. that happens a lot in any industry. And then what ends up happening is if you're a band that's like, gonna break a scene or you're gonna break a, a maybe a section of music that's been overlooked or misunderstood mm -hmm. now you've lowered the overall platform that people can reach for in said scene and yeah. you know it's it's thinking beyond yourself you know a lot of times it's you know and that's the kind of the beauty of today is like with the the whole disarray of everything you really just got to take ownership of yourself yeah you know there's just no other way around it anymore it's like you gotta like work your way hard from the bottom, yep. but don't ever lose sight of who you are. Don't ever disrespect yourself. Yeah, no, never. No, that's a great way to put it. He's got definitely, a point. Definitely have a point. I agree. Actually, you guys knew how much caffeine and weed I've had so far. You, you, <laughs> oh, man, it's horrible. It's a horrible scene in this house. Kenny is Notice you don't wait. see Julie anywhere. You don't see Julie anywhere. She's like, nope, I want nothing to do with no, this tornado. Staying the hell out of there. <laughs> Oh, it's great. So did you guys all grow up in New York City? Is everyone from there? No. Not for that. No. My my parents are. My my dad oh, okay. was born here, born in Brooklyn. Yep. Mom was born in Puerto Rico, but she grew up in New York, but I, I grew up in Miami. You grew up in Miami now? Oh wow. I've only been to Miami once. What about you, Zach? I was born in Manhattan and I grew up in Manhattan and I'm still living in Manhattan. Still in Manhattan. <laughs> what about you, Steve? He never left. Yeah. <laughs> Branching out. Yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Nyack, New York. Oh, Nyack! Oh, dude, I yeah. had I have like I've I've had friends that lived in Nyack growing up, and I'm pretty sure I went to a few shows in Nyack when I was younger. There used to be shows in Nyack. I forget what the place is called. <laughs> yeah, there used to be shows in a lot of weird places in New York. Yep, Nyack is nice. Yeah, Remember we we visited Nyack on is nice. Uh, our day off or something. It was like this is a cool town. Mm -hmm. cool, yeah, it's a cool little yeah. town, but you know when you grow up. You usually don't want to go. You don't want to go back to the place you grew up. Yeah. For yeah. certain weird, dark reasons. <laughs> I mean, that's how. Like, I like visiting where I grew up. You know, Poughkeepsie and stuff, and the surrounding area of Poughkeepsie, the Hudson Valley. It's beautiful. It's, up it there. is beautiful, but I, Hudson Valley is so nice. Yeah, no, it is, and it's like I have a good amount of friends still there. A lot of my family still lives there, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I would move back. Maybe when I get older. I don't know. Maybe when I get in my forties or something. I might. Who knows? Wait, I like to remember I it's way cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I went up to Poughkeepsie in like 2005, 2006 to go see Guar. <laughs> yeah, at the chance. Nice. Something I was probably like that. there. <laughs> I, I wasn't because I showed up the day before. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why is there no one here? <laughs> oh, 
my god. Legendary. Wow. You showed Legendary. up the day. Wow. Boy. I mixed up Dude, the dates. Yeah, it was how terrible. How upset were you? <laughs> I was pretty bummed because I was also like leading all my friends and they were all like no. jazzed to go to the show. Yeah, it was a disaster. Can you imagine Wait. Zach just looking up at the bill- exactly? Yeah, we have a little billboard the marquee, there. The marquee, yeah, like, the marquee. Oh, yeah. today's oh, not the day. <laughs> so, what did you guys stay the night, or did you guys just? Nah, I just like. I think we just like had lunch in Poughkeepsie food. and then took the train back. <laughs> Wow. Just a nice little day trip to Poughkeepsie. Yeah. For some Get lunch. City for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> for lunch. Maybe. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> great. That place is wild, man. It's still going. It's still kicking. Thank God. I know. It's crazy. I don't know how, but it is. It's funny because the chance has been on the market for like years for sale, but they want. Yeah, they don't do shows anymore. No, they do. But it's like they've always, it's always been like listed. For sale. Jeez. Yeah. Like, there's no you sign on that. Yeah, I'm not for what they're asking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it hasn't up... been sold. <laughs> right. Did they end up buying Toads? Did that end up going the way of the Dodo? Oh, I haven't kept up with that place. Toads in New Haven? Uh-huh. I don't know. Is it still around? I think it That's is. That's a respectable joint, right? I've never yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of it. I've seen I mean, a I few just shows. remember... The, like toads and the chance were like kind of the places you were wanting to play when you were booking like regional. Yeah, no, those are like the spots. It's crazy because Poughkeepsie's such a small. It was considered like a C market, you know. But yeah, the shows there would pop off. I mean, I, I you can name any band, you know, Converge, all of them be, yeah. between the Barrett. I mean, I can go on for days. The hardcore scene kept that whole that whole circuit alive big. for all those decades. Yeah, big, well, big ge- time. Geographically, it was it's like a it was the perfect like pass through location, you know. So it really is. Yeah, yeah. Then it just like started dying down. But even Toads, man, I remember seeing Dillinger Escape Plan up there, Hatebreed, of course, because fucking Hatebreed played there in the Chance like every month. <laughs> those yeah. were like they Hardcore were like, shows. yeah they were just like the like the the house band dude <laughs> <laughs> like hey breed and poughkeepsie was like the house band it was nuts uh lj to answer your question where did oh where did the name imperial triumphant come from that's a good question i always wondered that i know it's a typical one probably but really that, no 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 it's a good question to, to, it's not like the name. craziest story but <laughs> I'll just be honest. No, it it's was, the, it's the best story. I love I love the You way. guys love this story. It's I think it's such a lousy story. I was just like walking home from one. school. No, I'm walking home from yeah. school, like I must be 15 or something. Oh wow. Before like the band really t- took off, like I had the name. It was just like I was just th- and it was just like yeah, I'm just like crossing Park Avenue on my way home and I think of like just some cool words. That, and <laughs> that's it. And it just it was just like oh, I'm it's not even grammatically correct, the name, but it, yeah. I was just like, Imperial Traffic sounds cool. It sounds cool. Like, it's actually... That's, wait, I mean, that's all you? that matters. You were 15. 15. Yeah. Wow. Just trying to come up with cool words that Well, that's how it was cool. back then. Like, when right? We were, yeah. When I was younger, I remember we were trying to come up with band names. It was like, all right, uh, someone whip out the dictionary. Uh, and then let's just exactly. start going through and let's just find words that sound cool and then let's try to put them together. <laughs> You're like synonyms. Or yeah. Like, are they real hot? It's, it's the most annoying <laughs> thing ever. And then when bands that like, you know, I've had bands I worked with in the past that like went through like a, a rebrand or whatever. They changed their band name and they're like, Dan, do you have any ideas? I'm like, don't ask me. Just I am. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Dude, I don't know any bands that like change their name to a cooler name. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't That's want tricky. to deal with that shit. That's tricky, man. It's a very tricky thing to do. I mean, so that was a did, good question. Yeah. But how, so how did you guys form? So was it all you, Zach, back then, like when you were 15? Yeah, I kind of just was like my one man project. And I kind of, after college, I ended up with the Puron Rhythm section. Yeah. As my band. So oh, I had okay. Eric Malave and uh, Alex Cohen. Okay. Kind of just like, they were kind of like hired guns and then they just became part of the band for a couple of years. And it was cool, but I, you know, I, there was always kind of like a hired gun vibe, even though we're all friends. Yeah, I got you. And so eventually, you know, uh, Alex Cohen introduces me to Kenny Grahowski. There's an immediate vibe. Mm -hmm. And I saw him playing with Alec Keen's gun. And I was like, this is the cat I need in the band. And then I'm like desperately, you know, trying to tour however I can, you know. And uh, I put out a, this part's actually cool. I put out a Craigslist ad looking for like extreme metal bassists or something. <laughs> and two guys replied. Uh -huh. One is Steve Blanco. Oh. And it's funny, like the first audition, I go and meet up with this guy and he's like, I'm like, yeah, so the next, I'm teaching him the song, like in a rehearsal space. I'm like, the next you note know, is like a G. And he's like, which fret is that? And at that point, I was like, this is not going to work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then I show up to meet up. I, I show up to uh, jam with Steve, and he's already learned half the songs by ear. Jeez. So I was like, okay, this is an immediate vibe. There and then it is. we go on, yeah. we did a tour with Thanafaxon. And mm -hmm. turns out Steve and Kenny already know a bunch of people, like have a bunch of, uh, mutual friends through the jazz scene. So it was just like a really strong fit. And then over the years, we've just been getting uh, tighter and tighter as like a trio. That's awesome. And there was like a That's brief great. stint in like 2017 where we had Max Gorlick <laughs> as a second guitar player. Yeah. And that was great, but he, he couldn't commit to like the... Just like what you guys... The responsibilities. So he, yeah. he, although we're still friends, like... Uh, we love Max. It, we yeah. love Max. He's, he's, uh, we're just staying a trio, I think, for indefinitely. Yeah. Blessing in disguise, like that, we just had to figure it out as a three piece because that is what we helped us help our sound become what it is. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. I always like, it's like listening to your guys' music. Obviously, it's prop, you are definitely the most. I don't know how to bizarre band, weird band that I've ever booked. I think. Nice. I mean, I've booked like Thank some <laughs> weird shit back in the day, but like that was like weird as in like, uh, like the typical MySpace, you know, weird grindy type of band, you know. Nice. But you, <laughs> but you guys are like way different from that, obviously. Um, <laughs> you guys are just it like. It would be it, cool to play a show with Aetheratic if they're still around. I would do that. <laughs> I would be super into that. Aetheratic? Aetheratic. I might be Aether pronouncing it totally wrong. It's like A T H E R E T I C. Oh, okay. Like super. I don't know them. Like, I don't know them either. Super like, kind of Gaia theory. Yeah. MySpace grind. I, I, I was spelling it wrong too. Like <laughs> I would, somebody, I wonder if I've heard it. I feel like it'd be cool if we had a MySpace Imperial Triumphant shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, because the band had to have a MySpace, right? Did that you, could be cool. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> of course. <we> <laughs> Who didn't have a MySpace? I mean, yeah. well, newer bands coming out today. I should say that. Yeah, right. 
but you know who, who were applicable let's just you know to make it fair right yeah. oh i still have stickers with our old 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 logo and underneath it says myspace.com slash imperial trumpet oh you still got stickers of that yeah because like what am I going to do with 500 stickers and no shows to play? You know, <laughs> that's true. You should just start handing them out to people. Oh, Honestly, I, I think I might have to. <laughs> it would be fucking hilarious. He'll be so confused by it. Like, wait, this band really has a has a uh, MySpace page. It's almost like <laughs> full circle, kind of cool now. MySpace was actually it was actually better for music for musicians. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had this conversation awesome. recently. Yeah, it really, it really was. Yep. 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 Hundred percent. Yep. It was the media better. player worked no. far better. Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah, totally, totally. The layout Jesus. from positions, just the whole thing it was more about like your 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 whatever you're putting up there as opposed to the persona bullshit. Yeah. No, straight up. Because you could make your MySpace look like a website. Yep. Like exactly. went, you know, it went like that far, like where you could just edit all the HTML. Yeah, all <laughs> yeah. The, it was all awesome. HTML, man. Yeah. Yeah. I no, learned you always hear that. about like bands that got discovered on MySpace and such. Oh yeah, man. It was always yeah. about like, you know, how many, Oh, that band has that many plays. Holy shit. You know, <laughs> shit like that would always be like the talk of the town, but it yeah, was, I, I, re I remember talking to guys like Sean Reinhardt and, uh, Dan Fjord from, uh, Oh, what the hell is that band called? They were a British band, but like all these like really super heavy drummers and just shooting them a message on MySpace. And just because they saw that you were also a drummer, yep. you could just break the ice with these guys. You didn't have to right like away. hunt for a number or an email and annoy the shit now. out of these people. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it what are you going to Facebook message them? Then it goes to the, like this other folder in your Facebook yeah. messages. Right, that, yeah. That they, no one sees until they're like, oh, wait, what's this? Yeah, why do I have like 50 notifications in this from folder? three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's the stupidest thing ever, yeah. MySpace was definitely easier on that front, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like especially if you were like, just like, oh, man, I don't want to bug this guy, but I really want to ask this dude a question. And more often than not, people would write back, and especially yeah. as like a young musician coming up that was always like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Like you can it actually is. interact with these people in like a meaningful way, and then like, you know, Sometime later, it's like, well, this really got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's at my door. Oh, it's probably nice. Amazon or something. Puppy alerts. Puppy alerts. My girlfriend's here. I'm sorry. She's getting it. <laughs> nice. We did have a question in the chat. Let's, this is a good one. What do you all consider the perfect balance between the metal elements and elements from other genres when mapping things out? That's an interesting what, one. The perfect balance, like yeah, between ratios. I guess so. I don't think that we think That's about an interesting that one. really. Yeah, but I don't think. What What like, happens is that music, the lines get blurred. You know, the more that you submerge yourself into it. So yeah, we're just making music, and we're all influenced by all these different kinds of music. Yeah. So it's going to go into the music that we're making as a band, obviously, right? Oh, so for sure. I, I would say, I don't think that you can put a ratio onto it or numbers on it like that, you know? Yeah. It's personal. It's, it's, up, it's up to the creator at that yeah. point. It's your, your ratios. What are your influences? What are your things inside of you? What do you know? What do you not know? Yeah. That's then becomes the ratio. It's a yeah, ratio so it comes after natural. the fact thing. Yeah. yeah, it's just not like when you guys sit down and write, it's just like pretty natural. It's super natural. Like, you know, sometimes 
a song needs horn section or it needs a it needs or sometimes it doesn't and, you yeah. know it's not like oh we got to respect the ratio we got to like <laughs> get we got to get a clarinet solo on this fucker like <laughs> it's just whatever metal. feels right yeah, no, it's, it's whatever the right. song needs, and, yeah. and that kind of it, it. For us, it's just a natural feeling. It's not. It's it's a good. There's question. no rules, I guess. Question. No, it's, it's a great a, question. It's a good question, though, because it, you know, I I think people like to compartmentalize things, or you know, maybe it's natural for us to try to organize things. So that's why we break we break things up into genres and subgenres and mm-hmm. micro genre and I don't know nano genre by now. I guess right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to try to zoom out maybe, you know, just maybe try to look at the whole big picture of everything. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, you guys write very interesting music. I mean, I think, what was it? I wrote it down. Zach, you mentioned to me before that people have said that it sounds like each of you are playing a different song all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I've read those comments. That's right? cool. It was like one of the guys. <laughs> I, that's cool. If that's what it sounds like to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it works. Comment. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, hope so. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely when I've showed people your, your band, like, especially like my boss, my boss, Stefan, he was just like, wow, this is like very interesting. You know, like even friends of mine, they're like, this is fucking rad. Like never heard a band really doing this before. And it's just like, I mean, it's rad though. I mean, you guys have got, especially on the new record, getting these guests, you know, from oh, yeah. Meshuggah and Mr. Yeah. Uncle. I mean, that's wild. I didn't even know that was happening until it was like posted. I was like, oh damn, all right, sick. These guys are really going in on this record. I think it's kind of fun to like bring in uh, artists that you're friends with and that you mm-hmm. think they're, their talents can contribute to the piece. It's kind of like, you know, I've always said it's kind of like, you know, when you're playing like a local gig and like you have friends come and sit in for a song or two, you know, yeah. like, it kind of feels like that, you know, it's nothing. It's just like, Oh yeah, let's get, see, are they available? Let's get them sit in for a tune. And yeah, you know, people are excited to collaborate. Yeah. It's super fun actually to get guests because also you don't know what they're going to do. And then it's, you get a surprise in your own music, you know, that's can add another layer of coolness. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We rarely tell people like our guests what to play or just, what to sing. Kind of just, just like let them listen to the songs. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean we know that what they, they, what they do. So like, yeah, we know they're going to knock it out of the park. For example, yeah, on, for example, on Alphaville, we did a, a Voivod cover. Yeah. And Colin just surprised us by putting down a second guitar track on it, you know, like, and, and it was awesome, you know, so that's, wait, yeah, that was so amazing. he, so he just did it and was like, Hey, look what I did. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did it. And then <laughs> well, we and surprised, like, oh, we surprised him. You remember like, yeah, yeah. Oh. we surprised him. He's first. a huge, he, he's a huge Voivod fan. So yeah. like, we, you didn't tell we were him. like, okay, we're going to do our, our, our cover song now. And he was like, okay. And we're like, just press record. Like we didn't tell him what it was called. <laughs> and then when we dropped into, uh, experiment he like flipped out he was so jazzed oh man that is rad that's cool <laughs> how you like surprised them like that <laughs> and, and then he surprised us by laying down the left guitar tracks yep like that's... the next day it was crazy wow how was it work? was that your first time working with colin no 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 yeah, we, we've literally never not worked with colin it's always been with colin yeah he's he, he's new york man yeah, yeah. 
we hope to continue working with Colin. Yeah. He's like, in a sense, a part of the band, kind of. He's kind of like the fifth Beatle, like that guy that was like the engineer of the Beatles, you know? I was going to say the fourth Beatle. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it that guy? What's his name? I can't remember. He's like Theodore Adorno. Maybe, yeah. He's like the he was the engineer for the Beatles. No, the guy was the engineer for the Beatles. Is the engineer for the Beatles? He was like I feel like it's the Beatles I'm thinking of, where he was like just did all their engineering and he was like, You sure you're not thinking of the Trogs? I don't know what I'm thinking about, but like (laughs) (laughs) But I do feel like super old man music joke (laughs) just now. Holy shit. Oh wow. But like, yeah, that kind of like Okay, Kenny. Oh, I can't see us going to any other studio, really, you know? Yeah, you're just too comfortable. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, that's great when a band can find, like, somebody that works well with them, you know, to go. And we save so much studio. time just, like, because he knows exactly what we're trying to do before we even tell yeah. him. Yeah, he just nails it out the park. So he, he does all the mixing, too, and mastering for you guys? Yep. Or do you send us? Yeah. Well, the mastering was Master like, or the mixing was split with, um, he did the mi- engine. Yeah. But he was also, uh, we worked with Trey as they like mastered, a producer. They both mastered. Colin and Trey Spruins mastered the record. Gotcha. And then Trey was there for the mixing as well. Oh, okay. Trey was with us for the entire <clears throat> mixing in. session. Okay. And Colin did the actual mixing. That's right. Right. That's a good formula. It was a, it was a good like crew. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have a good crew, seriously. If you, you think about like how to make a crazy record, you get like Colin Marston and Trey Spruance in a room. Prowless. Like <laughs> Yeah. <right>. I mean, <laughs> everyone here, if you don't listen to Gore Guts or Crowless, you should go listen to them. Am I pronouncing it? Is it Crowless? Crowless, yeah. Yes, Crowless's okay. new Crowless's new record, little shout, little plug. Crowless's new album's great, by the way. I, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, they were out there. I don't think yeah, wait, I which like was it. their oh covered your face they don't ever face. like promote their albums they no. just drop them they just like drop them out of nowhere yeah it just goes out is it the go be forgotten or is it not on s- no wolf. it's uh wolf what is it wolf came out in 2019 no no, no, no it no. came out a just demonic out. wealth yeah demonic no, wealth it's not. Came out. that oh, sounds it's like just, an imperial triumphant song no it's not up here i gotta go find it <laughs> it does sound like an imperial triumphant song I've never seen Kralos live before. I've always wanted to. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've actually... Wait, have I seen Gorguts? No. No, oh, I was Gorguts supposed is to see them like too. two years ago. And I think the tour got canceled or something. I think I had Defeated Sanity on it. I can't remember if that tour happened. Or Defeated Sanity couldn't do it. I can't remember. It was like, year, it was like was, 2017. Was, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. The, there was like a visa issue with one of the bands. Like somebody... like. Like half the band couldn't get into the U.S. or some yeah, shit like that. That might have been defeated. Could have been. Yeah, I think I remember I go, that. Yeah, I think that. I remember I hearing was, about that. But yeah, I haven't seen Gorgut either. I've seen live videos. I always They're like. They're so good. Any bands Gorgut I haven't seen live. So always, tight. Yeah, they're the, one of the most incredible bands. Definitely. With either Patrice or John. Yeah. Both super good. Agreed. Yeah. So I mean, those guys are monsters. Yeah. No, they definitely are. We had another question. Where did, which is a good one, because I feel like a lot of people want to know, and I do too, because I don't know the answer to this one. Where did the design for the masks come from? Oh, that's a great question. Inspiration to it. Yeah. 
I'd say the inspiration, the design are two different things. Uh, I think true. It started with Steve, uh, say, you know, just explaining, like telling me that we should, you know, take our live shit or our visuals to the next level. Yeah. And then I started making phone calls and mm-hmm. figuring out how to go about what kind of influences we want to do. And obviously we're very inspired by Art Deco and New York City and yep. films of Stanley Kubrick. And um, they were, uh, the first draft designs were done by this artist that we collaborate with a lot named Andrew Tremblay. He's done, yep. he did our logo. He did a lot of the recent album covers or past album covers. Yeah. And he he did the drawings and then a friend of Steve's, uh, J.B. Patterson. Mm-hmm. J.R. J.R. Patterson. He did uh, CAD file renderings. Uh-huh. Yeah, he three, he did 3D, 3D yeah. rendering and designs of the actual, to, you know, to, to bring the mask to life because we, we didn't know how we were going to manufacture these things. Yeah. Yeah. They're all custom made. And, and they're, they're, it's, they're totally from scratch, not like a mask that we, you know. Yeah, you buy Bought at a party store. Retrofitted. Yeah. You know, they, it was a complete out of thin air creation so wow and then steve himself that's so sad gold leaf them hand by hand really which i think he painstakingly but with a lot of love yeah that t- probably takes a little time and it's quite cool because they're because they're you know the gold leaf is a is a metal mm-hmm. like the uh around the eyes and the nose and the sides it's starting to turn green Oh, because yeah, it's we'll like the that. sweat is oxidizing. Mm-hmm. It's starting and to so patina. patina. Yeah, it's patina. Yeah. Yeah. Did I show them? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yours is right behind you. Huh? Oh, you have it with you? Yeah, it's on the wall. Hold on. One yes, second. definitely. Yeah, yeah, go pick it up. So, what yeah, do you, you got? Know, go leafing them was like, you know, a bunch of trips to the hardware store and like Michael's Crafts. <laughs> 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 it's cool it's cool because the whole process was just like this big giant problem solving thing that we just slowly figured out you know and yeah then we just, next thing we know yeah. we cool mass yeah and then it came our out. original ones actually we, we did a tour <laughs> which they were just black oh they <laughs> we, didn't have, with the we didn't have time to like oh, I think gold. yeah so it was black but it was so dumb because we had hoods on so you couldn't even, couldn't see, even the see the mask yeah, yeah. So it was a but you could not work out and they were too small (laughs) yeah you know Um, dan live and learn you know yeah live and learn so there it is right there so i mean i don't have as much patina as these guys tend to get because they're actually singing and stuff like that but you can see sort of how it's wearing down too like around the basically around the nose because i'm like the nose yeah sweat (laughs) yeah especially the shape of the mask i actually kind of make this weird face (laughs) <laughs> so all the sweat just kind of pulls right there oh and it goes right. Yeah. So it's, it all just kind of dribbles right in there. Right in there. Yeah. But it, even on the sides as well, you could start to see how it's yeah. actually. Yeah. It looks nice. On the side. It does actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mask hood and drums. Like, you know, let's make the, let's make it more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it kind of helps yeah. me focus though. I kind of, in that way, it weirdly kind of keeps me calm so that I don't kind of get really belligerent on stage. So that mm-hmm. that's a plus. I mean, it, it, it's not, it doesn't make it easier, but it, it helps to kind of like just calm things down a bit. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I, I've gotten into playing with the mask on actually. Like you get, you kind of go into your own, you're in your yeah. own world that becomes part of the show. You and get like in the zone. Character. 
Yeah. It's like a little cozy almost, despite it being extremely uncomfortable. It can be, be, unless it's like a hundred degrees like that. Was that Moscow? Was that Moscow? Moscow was hot. That place is gone. That venue is long gone. It's gone now. That was a cool venue, actually. That was was a great show. Yeah. Was that your first time over there? Did you only go there once? Yeah. Yeah, Moscow was sick, but we played in like the pitch black. Oh. They had no stage lights. We just had yeah. like our our floor lights that we bring. And yeah. That was it. It was yeah, and it was black. insanely hot. And I, I No, yeah, yeah, no no air condition or anything. Not even like yeah. a fan. No. <laughs> I don't know. Was there even a fan, Kenny? I don't <laughs> think there was a No, no, that was that was there. that was the gig where, you know, it, like oh it was it like the whole, whole heat exhaustion thing happened, but it was an awesome show. It, it was mean, an like, amazing show. Like, yeah. I mean, like I think one of us threw up and then just kind of swallowed and kept going. I think it was Zach. <laughs> I forget. I mean, I definitely came I mean, close to throwing up, but I you know, kind of kept it together and hey, yeah. I see I've seen Will from Artificial Brain throw up right on the stage, you know. Transpicos. So, right, yeah. That was so fun. <laughs> Hey guys, I think I just fucking threw up. <laughs> like right in the middle of the guys. set. I just threw up. Just yeah, threw up. I mean, the fun, so that might have been one of the sickest uh, bills we've ever played. It was yeah. like a hundred years ago, and it's us, Pieron, Artificial Brain, and um, God, dude, Plebeian right? Grandstand. Yeah, Plebeian Grandstand. Yeah, it was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, make that in fucking Ridgewood. Again. That's a crazy bill. That's yeah. an insane bill. Oh, it was so awesome. That's going to, yeah, wow. I've never seen Artificial Brain. I've never seen Puron before. Um, who's the other band? Plebeian Grandstand? Grandstand? They're French. They're French? They're from I gotta France. Look them up. They're, they're fucking sick, disgusting. They're it was Great a band. savage, savage show. Oh, my God. That drummer's a freak. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to look And the up. guitar player is super nice cat. And I haven't really even, nice. like, I haven't even seen you guys, guys live yet. Oh yeah, I've only right. seen videos. Right. <laughs> I've only seen videos. Next come, year, come to sure. our show in twenty twenty nine. You know yeah, when when yeah. Spider Man is flying around. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, yeah, we definitely got to get back to Dallas. My friend DJ yeah. asked. He's a good friend of mine. He actually lives in the city. Um, pick if you could pick three songs from your guys discography to show someone who's never listened to the band before which three would you pick oh that's a hard one i feel like for a band like you guys that's a hard one to do probably gonna be different for each of us yeah i feel like you guys will not pick the same songs maybe certainly not i don't even know i mean i think i think a great what's that i think atomic age is like a a big hit that's a good one I feel like everyone likes that one and it it definitely it yeah. portrays how weird the band can be. That'll give you like, yeah, a good, a good taste, one. like a first song to listen. Yeah, I mean yeah. between like the barbershop quartet and like oh, yeah, the oscillating cool. blast beats tempo, like mm-hmm. that's plenty of weird shit for you. DJ, you should definitely check them out though. Definitely go watch go watch a video. Listen I mean it's I don't know. That's, it's that's gonna my take you take. for a There's ride. There's three of us, so maybe yeah, we yeah. should pick one. Steve, which one would you pick? I mean, I agree with the Tom Cage. That's a good Thanks one. So. No, yeah. dude, you got to pick your own. That's mine. <laughs> don't copy yeah, me. Yeah, well, we can just, just speed this along. Let's just pick three. I mean, that's one. We all agree. We got all day for this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna I'm say Goth- I was gonna say Gotham Lux because to me that that song sort of has all the DNA 
of 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 our evolution in it. Mm-hmm. So because it, it it takes you for a ride through like these really different experiences, you know. So yeah. I I think that's maybe a good way to represent Luck swings, man. Yeah, a good way to represent you know a lot of what we do, you know. Yeah. And then what yeah. do you think it was a third song? Yeah. Grosky, what do you got? <laughs> Fucking man, I got huge. shit. Uh, I would. I mean. I mean, All of in, them. in conjunction with with those two, I would say something like maybe like a crocodile. Or, oh, cro- oh, oh shit! Um, I mean, even in a way like like Breath of Innocence, you know, because especially with 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 this particular lineup, like like mm-hmm. that's kind of the first song where it really was like this is the three of us trying this experiment together, where it's not like because Onzest, it's like you know you got the the pyramid section, you have the the imperial you know core section the original and then uh-huh. you got this one song that's like hey guys learn this song that we've never played and then you have <laughs> this thing which we all did together and and you can hear all of our like the beginning influences of of that's of a how great we were, answer you know yeah, like you can really says. hear how we came together yeah. yeah and it's and it's my favorite of those of that what was the album. song again Breath of Innocence? Am I thinking of the right song? Yeah, that's the first one. That's the first one that we all wrote together. I remember it came out really natural. Yeah, Yeah. and we 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 toured it, we toured it a couple tours ago. I want to say right, and Mm -hmm. it was just a a shitload of fun to play live. Yeah, that's the one that has. It ends with a breakdown for two minutes. That's all seven four. Actually, like I need to listen to this record. It's this one I haven't yet. Actually, for those go. listening, you're in for a real treat as to anyone who's not listening because Ancest is going to be reissued by oh. Redefining Darkness this year. Oh, great. Love that label. CD will be out soon. And then in the summer, we'll have the LP. So that's dope. You guys are getting the inside scoop. Hell yeah. That's rad. That's cool that you're reissuing that. It's yeah. going to be in, a, in a, a really beautiful layout. That, Did you? Uh, so it's, it's going to be a cool collector's item. Yeah, you self-released that one. Oh, no, that was with uh, Redefining Darkness. Was it? Oh, just oh, I'm looking on Spotify. It's I mean, this. goddamn just, Spotify. Does it say goddamn. self-released on Spotify? Does it just it says that? your band name. It says 2016 Imperial Triumphant. Yes. Well, actually, I think we're going to self-release this reissue on Spotify. I'll, I'll, I'll oh, for digital. So Probably uh, different for digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be like, a, it's oh, a I'm really stunning physical product. And then it's got a bunch of bonus tracks on it that were only available to the the LP run that we did. That was only a hundred copies. So it's, there's oh. a lot of new stuff. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. It's good. It's idea got, to add those got to a it. Miles Davis bass cover that Steve did. Oh, wow. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's cool. Be interesting. Uh, we had a question in chat, which I didn't even know you did this, but or if you did it when and how did you come up with the idea of shredding with a wine bottle that's for steve oh, well, that's just <laughs> that's just what you use when you don't you can't find your slide so you just pick up and find a bottle and it, i got a wine bottle <laughs> yeah and then it you know sometimes it looks cool yeah like we've done champagne bottles which really fit the imperial i think that fits vibe, perfectly you, know? <laughs> you guys should sell your own champagne <laughs> We should. We're working on yeah. it. We're yeah. working on no it. Don't shit. worry. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, there are. I mean, there, there is there there are some things you are working on, right? That you want. Oh, to we're working on a lot of things. Um, I'll give you another plug, real quick. Do it right now. You we just dropped it. It if you go to Pitch Black North, we have our first tea that we've done. Oh. To anyone who's a tea drinker, Dude, I like tea. Pitch it's Black a, North. Uh, you said? It's uh, pitchblacknorth.com. It's a gilded black lapsang with uh, flakes, 24 karat gold flake in the tea. Whoa. It's nuts. I've tried it. It's extremely smoky, really yeah, strong tea. It's, pr it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Here it is. I'll throw the link in the chat for. Oh, and this cool, looks cool, rad, dude. cool label design. Cool label design by Julie Grahowski. Oh, I gotta pick this exactly. up. Oh, a, yeah. an exquisite label design yep. by Julie Grahowski. Knocked it out of the park. Fantastic design. Yeah, she did. Yo, this looks rad. What? It's really good. And we haven't even announced it yet. I'm going to announce really? it probably really? after this interview. So everyone. Since you already did. Well, it's been announced <laughs> since you already just said it. No, but I mean, I'm going to post on, we'll post on social. We haven't yeah, posted I like on this any social media or anything. Yeah. I like this packaging and everything. And then, and that's all Julie Grahowski. <laughs> she knocked it out of yeah. the park. Wow. You know, she did a really remarkable I job. really love all the artwork you guys have. Like everything Thank you guys you. do is just incredible in my opinion. And it just fits the band like perfectly. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. I remember when we, I announced, we really give a shit. Yeah, no, you could tell. I remember when I announced this episode, my friend Orlando, just like he listens to metal, but not like death metal or anything like that. He's a really good friend of mine here in Dallas. And he was like, yo, that episode you announced recently, that logo takes the cake. <laughs> it's like, cool. what awesome. does that say? Nice. And I told him, he's like, okay. And then I showed him, you guys he's like, okay, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, Benny, it's a T, actually. Click that link above. It, it's, yeah, rad, it's, a it's a T. Do you guys have a coffee? I think you do, right? We, yes, we do. do. You can pick it's... it up at uh, Night Shift merch oh, uh, Night in, Shift? The U in North America. Yeah. And then we'll, we will have uh, the same coffee available soon, I think probably next week in Europe. Oh, so you don't really? have to pay oh, brutal. Really? Any, anyone in Europe watching, you don't need to pay crazy fees. We'll have coffee available soon. And the coffee is amazing. It was uh, brewed by Steve's yeah, good sense. friend at um, Sweetleaf Brewers in, in New York. Love that. Let's see. Let's yeah, you can check out Sweetleaf Sweet NYC mm -hmm. Coffee Roasters. Sweetleaf NYC. And anyone who's in New York, go to that cafe. Go to those cafes. Gonna have it's to. the best. I'm going to look it up, too. I, I mean, they... I mean, yeah, we have like lots of different, you know, alternative merch items, but nothing that we release is ever like low quality, you know, like, yeah, you always trying to, you, yeah, you want it to be good quality. I think that's, that's key. Yeah. It's going to be just as good as if, if not better than if you were buying, you know, a bag of coffee at a, at a regular restaurant or not restaurant, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a band if trying you're to small, get yeah, people to buy coffee. coffee. So it, it better be fucking good. That's the thing, Dan, is that we, we actually, we really love coffee. We're yeah. I fucking love coffee. Yeah. So, you know, Every day. Yeah. We get super into it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I love finding good coffee shops on the road too. Traveling, dude. Yeah. Circling back to your, our favorite thing on the road is yes. getting coffee. Getting yeah, on the road, it, finding the, on the spots. Road, it'll be a, yeah. It'll be a whole oh, procedure man. of like, you know, everyone everyone get on their phone and read yeah. the reviews and read exactly find out what it's about 
or just you know you have your your crew of people who are around and they go when you hear go here when you hear go there like you know you just you oh know, yeah like right. like that's if you if you're in this game long enough you just create this network of people who can make recommendations for different spots and it can be a saving grace mm-hmm. yes so that food you know, as well yeah food for sure yeah asking yeah. around for that like those pancakes in maine yes fucking in- purple, <laughs> cow. purple cow just you know i don't give a shit if you if you don't live in maine i don't really fucking care where you live you should make a trip out to purple cow just drive purple, to the purple cow man just, just, just where is it in maine it. it's in yeah. maine oh my i've never actually been to maine that's crazy it's nice it's nice i know maine? Uh, we did do a show in maine didn't we yeah we did I've only booked like oh oh that show show? we did a show. I've only booked like maybe I don't know like two bands in Maine before. I know the most recent was a few years ago was Today's the Day. We did Today's the Day up there, but you know Steve's from up there, so it's like that's hometown. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. Maine is a hard market. Like it is, dude. I mean. Well, it's not that many people. Actually, yeah. I did Rivers and Isle up there too. When they nice. went to Canada for their Canadian tour, we did it. Yeah, the day, in fact, the day some before. of the people at that main show uh-huh. were from Canada. They were like, yeah. they came yeah. down to. Oh, that, they did come down. <laughs> they so, drove to that house. So fucking show north. Wow. Catch us there because we weren't going to Canada, right? Or yeah, yeah probably yeah, whatever, right. something like this. Yeah, yeah you, probably. We, yeah, we weren't going to Canada on that tour. I think so. They just, were just coming was, down. We had uh, we had something in Montreal at the end, and they were in Ontario, and they gotcha. weren't going to be able to. They weren't going to make the trip up to Montreal, so they they caught. It's closer. Out. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. so nuts. Dude. Yeah, a, a border crossing, and that guy's house was a, a closer house. show to get to than Montreal. For them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But but that was a, that was a killer show though. I mean, it was nuts. It was definitely a crazy show, but I could, yeah. yeah, we had we had fun. I mean, that's right, yeah. man. And we had yeah. those pancakes. And then we had pan- then we had, <laughs> and they had the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and the maple syrup that's like from right up the street. We, you know, like, yeah, literally. You should do yeah. like a collab with them of Imperial Triumph I, and pancakes. I would. I mean, Imperial any, pancakes. Actually, a maple syrup would be cool because that's a very luxury. A maple cereal, yeah. yeah. A syrup, and, yes. And there's, yeah. Not a, there's not that much good maple around no. these days it's especially when you, when you talk about that on a global scale it's very luxurious because it only exists in very small Sorry. parts of the world so mm-hmm. you guys remember charles de gaulle when the guy fucking confiscated my my symbol boom and the yeah, lady behind me they Never fucking confiscated it. her maple that's With the what maple they, what they did the same shit that they were doing to me they did to her for her fucking maple they were syrup. yelling at they were yelling at kenny these guys oh, they were playing they were they were kind Wait, of where was this at Charles, Charles, Charles Paris. Yeah. Oh, okay. Paris. Okay. Oh, air, okay. My my favorite airport in the world. Yeah, they were, <laughs> they were doing that good cop, bad cop thing to to Kenny with the. Yeah. We're like they were doing like bad cop, French cop. Yeah, oh. French cop, bad cop. Yeah, exactly. No, they no, because the 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 irony of the whole thing was that we had already taken like 1400 planes with this gear, and then oh this my God, dude. we we get to Paris, and all of a sudden. This thing's not allowed to go to travel with him. It was ridiculous. It was a boom stand. Which is like a really inconsequential piece of gear, but it just happened. This particular thing was, it used to belong to my dad. He used to use it back in the 80s and 90s when he toured. So it's like, this was sort of like a thing that's like, I never bring this thing on tour because it's like, I'm always afraid of something happening to it. Breaking it or losing it. And then it happened. And, you know, it's like, you know, I replaced it for 50 bucks. It's not like the monetary value, but it's just, well, the, the guy, history the, the, behind it. 
and it's just that airport like in all my years of touring like that airport i always have problems at that airport and it's like i was inches away from murdering that man it's a good (laughs) inches no it's a good that was looking at him and he had no fucking clue it's a good None. thing they took that. It's a good thing they took that piece of drum hardware because you know I was planning on taking and stabbing the engine with it. <laughs> I want to the plane down with it. Yeah, just un undoing the door to the fuselage and just chucking it oh, in. Yeah. And the jet string just sucks it real, in. Real, oh, real Rambo shit. Yeah, real. Daniel, every time we're flying, there's like an issue because of like the masks and shit. Like, oh, they, yeah, they've they never, see them, right? never not had to go yeah. through it. Well, it's like and some James you, Bond shit, the mask, you know, so. Yeah. And they usually think that, it, like, best case scenario, they think that we're in Ghost. Like, that's a, oh, a big assumption that they so ask. They go, are, are you guys serious? Like, multiple <laughs> yes. times they ask us this. And we're yeah. usually like, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just, no autographs, please. Please, yeah. Just let us through. Yeah, please don't take our shit. <laughs> we're a big deal. We're a huge deal. We, we really need to get to the show. But yeah, it's, sucks, it's brutal traveling. Is that the worst airport? Like literally? Charles de Gaulle? Easily. I mean, it's easily, not the yeah. worst airport. It's just, I, for some reason, they in just always the have 20 an years I've had going to Europe, mm-hmm. I just, that airport, I just always have issues at that airport. I've been detained at that airport. It's, Jesus. It's, it's a fucking thing. It's a fuck, it's, it's a shit show. Dude, funny story. I mean, going to Russia was like, we thought it was going to be a huge issue. Yeah, yeah. Like, how so was many- that? We had to like we had a lot of hoops to jump through, like as far as visas and stuff. Visas, yeah. Steve and I spent a lot of time at the Russian consulate here in New York. Really? Yeah, we yeah, because they just it was a nightmare. But then traveling to Russia, it was just like ni problema, you know, like super fucking easy. Yeah, it it was it was it was no problem at all. Wow. Yeah, I never had to get or never like well, I've had bands go to Russia, but I was never like in the middle of that. Like they booked it with somebody else. A lot of times when like, you know, bands from Europe come here, obviously I'm like in the middle of helping them get their visas. So I never had to deal with a band getting Russian visas. Yeah. I think if you fly, it's no problem. If you drive into Russia, it's a problem. Yeah. Gotcha. From what I've heard. Well, from what you heard, yeah. We never we never drive into Russia. No. No, it's all the I visa- feel like the Russian visa looks super cool too. It's got oh my god, it looks box. awesome! It's like yeah, really? badass. Like you open your passport, you're just like, wow, that's a badass. Yeah, it writes it writes all your information, <laughs> name, and in, in Cyrillic and shit. It looks oh, amazing. that is you fucking like a, tight. Yeah, yeah, you feel like a spy. <laughs> you feel like a spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So how did I know you guys have said like New York City is like a big influence on the band, right? Heavily, heavily. Um, what influence, like what from New York city, like kind of influences you like growing up just like the, the weight it's like, yeah, it's yeah. A heavy yeah. Plate, man. You know, it's like, it's the worst of everything. It's also the worst of the worst of everything. <laughs> and it's also, you know, the top of the pyramids playground. And, you know, as a regular person in, in that city, you're, you're constantly at odds with all this energy that's around you're at you. the mercy, but at the yeah. same time, you're also in this place where you get to make music with guys like Zachary and Kenny, you know, so like, you know, that like the three of us exist as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a, a tough place to live. And I think, um, even historically, like there's a lot of inspiration for what, for a city that's existed for such a short period of time, like, mm-hmm. I'm finding myself, you know, 
reading and uh, a lot about the history of the architecture here, the history of the, uh, you know, civil engineers here and stuff like that. And that's right. There's a lot of interesting history there. And yeah, I'd say the architecture is just a huge influence, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, cool. the, the city, the city's, I mean, it was like what incorporated in like 1640 or something, you know, it's, it's relatively young, so to speak, right. On the, on the, world level on oh, yeah yeah but 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 it's it's been such a it's been such a, a, a you know a center point of mm. i think commerce global commerce and and money yeah that there's just all this crazy esoteric shit there from all yeah, the different clubs of the world that have their <laughs> meetings there you know to the united nations whatever the hell you want to think whatever yeah whatever. it's all there but it's all there right you know literally so, yeah and, and it's it, nuts it, it does it it's it has been a source of inspiration also just learning that stuff or diving into it or connecting it to the past worlds or yeah. you know connecting new york to like you know i don't know the ancient persia or something you know you can like make a connection all the way back you know so that yeah. that's pretty fascinating it's a it's an energy nexus this place like i mean because i mean for all the crazy and fucked up shit or the underground shit and the worst shit there's also what Steve was talking about, this other energy that gets created, and we're not the only people creating oh, no. shit out here. I mean, New York City is full of yeah. You shake yeah, a tree, man. and there's somebody out there who's doing some some really dope shit that may or may not be known. You know, yeah. And, and a lot of places are like that, but this city has an energy unto itself that that it's just going and going and going, and you either mm -hmm. get on board with that shit or it flings you off. Yeah, it's one or the other. A lot of places in the world you can live and not have to deal with that kind of constant energy, but this place has it. Yeah, I feel like New York City, it, it's, a, it's a different breed. Like, it's a different, you know, you go in New York City, you just, like, feel different from everywhere else. But it's a shared but, energy because there's yeah, other next I like places it, though. I love in the world that have it. Yeah. And they express it in their own ways. Exactly. That's yeah, the thing, the thing is, the more years that you spend there, you have to figure out how to spend x number of years not there as well for your own sanity you know that, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah so i think people figure out how to like not have to always be there that's the key you know mm -hmm. true definitely sometimes that i am most like happy to be from new york or the times that i'm most like proud of my city or excited about new york is when i'm not in new york <laughs> <laughs> yeah like for example touring the worst part of touring getting back to the original question that started this whole conversation yeah. is new york that's the worst part of touring. oh my god playing a new york show is a nightmare Dude, it is <laughs> it really is though absolute shit show getting in oh, getting dear. out and you would think that with everything that's going on now that fdr wouldn't look like a fucking shit show or the bridge of the tunnel. Oh no, God. no. It's still, like a, it's still a parking lot. It's yeah. still a parking lot, right? <laughs> May 2020, you know, June, May, April, 2020. Still. The only thing that's been kind of, it's worse because they shut down the service overnight, but yeah. the subway's mm. really never been cleaner. It's like the pandemic subway is kind of like the luxury subway. Those days are over. 
they're all yeah like, those days are over yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. like stopped. the crazies that, are back it's, now it's, it's fucking they're only closing this shit now for two hours for cleaning once a day now nah, it's fucking it's it's back to yeah and it's back and to where back. it was before. but it was fun for a year it was fun for that year that's that what was, i'm saying that's yeah. what i'm saying the that one year was nice will, will not be forgotten no that was if a silver lining in this thing was like wow actually <laughs> it's clean sitting well that's how it is now like yeah. i went to um this like sushi um ramen restaurant uh a week ago with a few friends um like ken from abigail williams was in town with the veil and nice. guys they're writing a record together that's pretty nice. much they're just like one band now because they're all just really good friends so now it just makes sense and ken lives in texas yeah, well, anyway ken's the most interesting dude so they're, like, they're in town so I, nice. I drove out to rowlett which is outside of dallas and we met up and you know you go inside everything's clean it's you know everything's really clean you know they're making sure they're cleaning everything and i remember i looked over at my friend bryce and ken i was like i'm gonna go to the bathroom now i guarantee you that bathroom's a shitstorm. <laughs> i guarantee you it is walk in the bathroom i'm like jesus christ <laughs> it's it's so bad literally like, i fucking yeah. called it i knew it i fucking knew it dude and it's just it's just yeah at first it was good but like everywhere you know how yeah. long are they gonna really keep up with it yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Old habits die hard yeah especially dude that's crazy i can't even imagine you saw the difference in the subway yeah oh my yeah, god yeah there was a difference you wow. could smell the difference well, the there's also like 80% less people. Yeah, I was going to say, too. Huge, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's just numbers, right? There was just way less people riding the train. A lot of people were afraid to get to go in the train, you know? I get so it. Yeah. I rode it the whole time I was there, you know? But yeah. it's just I mean, interesting that, that it was it was definitely different, you know? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's fucking wild. I mean, it, it's still commuting-wise. Like, when I go to the studio to meet with Zach to rehearse or just to go to where we're based, where we rehearse, mm -hmm. it's definitely, even rush hour, it's not the same amount of people coming into the city. Yeah. a lot of those jobs still haven't come back. Yeah, they're still A lot home. of folks are still true. working remotely. Yeah. Same with my but sister. She works at home, but she's her job is in the city. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, you know, so a lot those of jobs are coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like Midtown in those areas where you saw all that like office stuff going on. It's still like kind of it's it's quiet. It's quiet. Nowhere there, right? near the amount of foot traffic you normally would see. Yeah. yeah. And there's a good there's a gazillion small businesses that are permanently closed down. Yeah. So that, that's, Gone. Been, that's the that's saddest part. Old blocks yeah. that are boarded up. Yeah. It's it's and, and tons of 7-Eleven now. No. There's fucking 7-Eleven everywhere. What? Really? 7-Eleven. Yeah. Like on Midtown, like by uh, where what Smash Studios is, fuck? there's yeah. three 7-Elevens all on 8th Avenue. It's like more than Starbucks now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Because that was like the norm, like seeing a Starbucks every fucking block. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it nah. made sense like 20 some odd years ago when New York really didn't have like a, a coffee yeah. hipster thing. It was just like you go to the bodega or you go to, you know, someplace that has just a what's your hottest coffee. fucking cup of coffee is it 300 <laughs> degrees yeah great double cup Good. that shit in yeah and go fuck yourself you know it's you know it was it was it was, it was a barren wasteland yeah like, i like that though oh man it was right? miserable being like a like a transplant from miami where it's, i love getting like a cup coffee. of coffee from a bodega and yeah. like it sucks and i'm kind of like expecting it to suck and i'm kind of almost like happy <laughs> like I'm like it makes yeah, you and it was one dollar. Yeah, it's it was a one dollar. Right, it's one dollar. Like it's a big. thousand degrees, and it's terrible. It's just <laughs> coffee. Just coffee on the cup. 
Have a nice day. It just tastes or, burnt. I, I, I heart New York. I heart yeah, New York. Go fuck yourself. Your, oh. I heart New York. On the other side, go fuck yourself. Just that'd about, be such a, yeah. That would be such a good coffee cup of, uh, for a bodega to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I miss bodegas. I miss. I, like, I love going to New York City. It's always a good time. Yeah. For the most part. You know, getting around can be a pain. And there's been plenty of times I've driven through it all a lot of times. Yeah. Sometimes I would just be like, I don't want to take the train. I just want to drive my yep. car. And yeah. then I get into New York City. I'm like, why the fuck did I drive? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Why did I do people, this to myself? People in this town drive like 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 they're animals that got run out of the zoo. It and is. And put behind automobiles. Dead serious. Like, I remember taking, like, the Taconic Parkway down. And as soon as I start getting closer to the city, it's just like, vroom, vroom. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get in asshole mode now. Like, you literally have to get, like. You have to be a jerk, yeah. You have to be a jerk. God, it's aggressive driving. Aggressive. God forbid it should start raining. And all of a sudden, like, nobody knows how to drive. Done it. (laughs) (laughs) And people are, like, looking out their window. You're like, what what happened? It just rained. Water. It's, it's, it's can scary. you calm down it's the word you, you you could be like trying to get on the fdr like let's say 96th street or something you know uh-huh. so you guys know the entrance there right you could yeah. be, um, I like the park ab up to try to avoid like the, the other bullshit and then cut over on 96 but if it was raining that could take me like 35 minutes just to go from park to the yeah. fdr yeah. oh yeah. my god yeah it's like the worst yeah, part a- about it and I lived in L.A. too for a couple years, and I mean that was a shit show too on the highway. L.A. is a shit show, man. But, but it's, it's like not a, like it's New York City, though. Yeah, it is, different. dude. It is. You're kind of like, yo, this is L.A. This is the, I'm I'm in my car. I live in my car in L.A. That's yeah. how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the drivers in L.A. more than New York. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yes, dude. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Oh yeah. When I moved out there, I was like, all right, so they're not as mean as New York City drivers. They're yeah, not as like oh, just man. selfish <laughs> assholes. I would say the whole Northeast man's got kind of got this like, oh yeah, driving asshole driving attitude because you go to, you know Boston's like that too. DC. Oh Boston are just vicious. Yeah, the whole just Northeast. Vicious. Creatures. Yeah, vicious. Yeah, Boston. vicious creatures. Just like, <laughs> just like I mean, oh god. I mean, Zach. you know, it's it's that subduction zone where everything that South going State. into the earth to die, and that's what we represent, and it's represented in everything in East Northeast Coast culture. It's just yeah, Kenny, yeah. Kenny, just, it all just it all just it comes just in like, it's together. It's just like a the black hole, just, fucking infinite, you know, the finite, whatever the fuck. It is. Just crushing <laughs> that shit into a fucking molten rock. Just, oh God, fucking shit, fucking Love and then these depth. fucking guys moved to Florida. <laughs> Dude, Florida's a new breed too, man. Dude, Florida, I, let me tell you, as, as, <laughs> person, as a person who lives here, let me tell you. Yeah, you live, you're these in These are the fastest drivers in the fucking United States. It's insane, man. As soon as I'm coming yep. down, as soon as I enter <laughs> I-75. Everyone, I'm, I'm everyone's drag like racing. Everyone's I'm driving NASCAR. 85 miles <laughs> yes. an hour, and everybody's just like, <laughs> going right past you, man. Like, it's insane. Yep. It's so true, dude. It's yep. It's very, very true. Yeah. Yep. And everyone's oh, yeah, got facts. blacked out tinted windows. You can't see anybody. You can't anybody. see you know, anybody. You don't, know what text, you don't know what the hell's going on. Man. Oh, yeah, dude. There's no nothing. I mean, the texting thing is, is fucking crazy. Like, oh, for where sure. I live here, we overlook a major avenue, and it's if I'm, if I'm sitting by the window just having a smoke and I look out the window, oh, it's dude, a everybody. frightening number of people who are 
Oh yeah. Just, oh it, man, yeah. it's fucking scary. It's fucked up. It's it is. It, you think they I wouldn't mean, do that in like such a in traffic and, and yeah. just you know in that area? <laughs> they're, yeah. they're doing I mean, it everywhere. Everywhere. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. Over the years touring, I mean, you would see it a lot just driving, especially with like yeah, uh, with like Brand X where we're sitting in those sprinters and you're sitting really high up. Yeah, and yeah. You just kind of look down on people and yeah, you can see how over. many drivers on the on an interstate are just scrolling. Yeah, through. going 80, just, 85. And you're like, what the fuck? You going to look at the road? <laughs> yeah, driving next to like a 20-foot vehicle. Like, yeah. I mean, it's nuts. It, it is. is nuts. Yeah, it's a new breed. It is a new fucking breed. <laughs> Um, let's see. So we had another question in here. Uh, Imperial Triumphant's image look is very cinematic. Even the music videos are like short films. Do you see yourselves branching into other media like comics, novels, or oh, soundtracking funny, games? Funny you should say that. Exactly. Well, well, well. Like explain a little? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, great question. Nice. Thank yes. you very much. Very good uh, yeah, we do see ourselves branching out into other media. We are working on this is a little insider treat for those who tuned into Defonce's uh metal chat we are working on a uh, graphic novel wow to be wow. released this year Dude, i can't say sick. too much but yeah, it's no, gonna it's be cool. fucking wild and yeah we definitely have that taste you know steve is an accomplished filmmaker and he did yeah. direct the last music video that we did and oh I I we all didn't even know do that, have like three we do right. have wow. a, like a big uh Let's go, steve. influence <laughs> of film and, and yeah. other mediums and i would love relish any opportunity to get into that kind of stuff because it is just another opportunity to express yourself creatively and it you know within the world of imperial triumph and i think it these these mediums work very well yeah i mean it really makes sense yeah i mean also we are we do love cinema i mean we, we actually yeah. you know I it can, is a, it's a big influence on what we do so yeah yeah that's fucking rad and you i don't know i think making a music video is like a great opportunity to express to express your it right creative, uh intent so why not you know go 100 percent? that's why dude your music yeah. videos stand out to me more than dude, your, your music videos stand out more than like 90 percent of other bands and music videos without of you course can, yeah i mean you can it's the truth like anyone in here who has never uh watched an imperial triumphant music video just go do it and you'll yeah, see wild. exactly what we're talking about here they are i mean you put so much into it and i i love when bands do that and it's very few and far between that you see bands that really go out of their way and because it's like a short film that you're doing <laughs> exactly i mean it's it just really comes down to just effort you know like yeah 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 they're, they're always a, a huge pain in the ass and it's a huge labor of love but in the end you have something that stands the the you know the till for all time and it's mm -hmm. something that you 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 can either you know skimp out on yep or just bust your ass and and be really really proud of it exactly i mean it's it the it's i mean we've how many decades now of there have been like music videos have existed and there's always going to be artists that come along and, and they do, they take the, they take the time and opportunity to do something legitimately creative or at least different and unique. Yes. And, and that's, I mean, that's really, you know, especially in, in this genre of music where things tend to kind of get myopic and, and when you see one thing that works really well, you'll just see a thousand just immediately pop up in like a stack. 
So mm-hmm. it's it's really like if you want to branch out, you just have to find out well what the fuck am I into? What what do I want to do with this exactly. five minutes that you have these people's attention? And you know, I, I you know, I mean personally I've never been moved by watching people pretend like they're playing. You know? Yeah. I mean it's never moving. It's especially even like when you know it's like this is an amazing band and I love this song and I'm watching them fake what they what I know I can see with my eyes them really do at a show or a live concert or a mm-hmm. stream or whatever you know so it's like it's you know it's great to be in a situation where people are like well yeah we got 5 minutes let's make a film yeah you know it's shockingly not a lot of bands think that way cuz they think maybe it's beyond what they can do or beyond the scope of what a band should do but yeah i, I mean at this point we've had so many decades of this this idiom so i think it's about four kenny yeah it's 40 40 40 (laughs) fucking years of music videos so i mean yeah i mean literally it's you know i feel like a lot of bands are like yeah and i feel like some bands are might be scared like oh it's gonna cost too much money but it's like you could everything costs money it does but it's like you can you could probably make something like if you wanted to do like a short film for your music video you could probably make it happen at a low budget like you could find ways there's always a way there's, there's always, always a, a way, way to create something cool yeah it's just, yeah. It's just and about, don't be afraid it's about to the like... intent of of your execution you know yeah. it's yeah. a lot of people too are just like well i learned how to do this thing i did this thing and it's like well no you just learned how to move your body a certain way now you got to spend the time actually digging deep and it's the same thing with making a music video it's just like you know if you only got 500 bucks yep milk the shit out of that 500 bucks you know yeah. you know so whatever I mean, you can Zach with that 500 an example of a guy who thinks like that you know it's like, oh yeah the first um pretty much all the last music videos we've done except for like the one that we most recently did excelsior have all been like very small budgets and we're working with friends and calling in favors and doing everything we can to make it possible and using as many tricks and trying just to our hardest to just make a quality product for whatever amount of money we have. And if we can do it, you know, someone else can too. Exactly. Hopefully that influences other bands because I feel like bands should try to go out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, I love cool music videos. It doesn't even matter the genre. It's just like, if it's creative, it's I'm into it. Yeah. And finding people, it's like, well, I want to do this and finding people who like do that thing well, like really well or uniquely. I mean, like a lot of the guys that Steve has brought in for a lot of the filming projects and stuff. I mean, they're, these are top notch people, you know, I mean, clearly you can tell, you know, and we're lucky that these guys want to work with us, you know, but it's, you have to kind of cultivate that energy and not just settle. That's the New York soup again, Dan. You know, the New York soup. True. Yes. We need, we need, we need a camera. We need a camera guy. Oh, we got him. We need an art guy. All right, no problem. Art that's director. easy. Yeah. There, I mean, yeah. That, that's true. We need a contortionist. No problem. <laughs> you know? Easy. <laughs> got him on speed dial. Yeah. Uh, could you, uh, we had another gr- a good question. So could you tell us more about comics or graphic novels that you guys personally enjoy? If you can't reveal too much on the comic you're de- developing this year, novel you're de- developing this year, I would say Kenny Grahowski's the oh, man, man to talk to. He's I don't really know much <laughs> about this stuff. But I mean, he... I'm 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 a casual at this point. I used to yeah. be a collector back in the '80s and '90s, and I I mean I still keep tabs on what's happening with a lot of the major 
comic releases through podcasts and, and yeah. blogs and things like that. But no, I don't really collect much anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though I do plan on picking up Astro City, I do want to get into that series. Um, and my wife, uh, Julie, who we were talking about earlier, yeah, she just recently picked up Providence, which is like an mm-hmm. Alan Moore kind of um, an Alan Moore thing. I don't think we have it on the wall there. I mean, I have some some stuff over there that, that it, like you know there's like i have like bruce morrison uh uh grant morrison like you know arkham asylum and shit like that like some yeah. classic stuff and you know some random things that i still have left over from years ago but i you know i just admire the the art form from afar and there's certain artists and writers that i you know still really love like grant is one of them and alan mm-hmm. moore is still one i i at least keep tabs but no i'm not gonna say like i'm a hardcore comic book fan yeah. Like I just recently turned Julie on to, to Mobius, the, the Mobius stuff. So she's going to Mobius is the only one that I know. And this one yeah. is really Which, great. I mean, that's legendary. So, you know, that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I, I gave the, the Zack Snyder movie a shot. I watched it. I watched the whole fucking thing. I didn't do the black and white one. I'm not going to do the <laughs> black and white one. I don't need to see the thing with the Joker at the end. That's pointless, <laughs> but you know, there that's my that's there all i got is. yeah that's all i got that's all i'm gonna say about that movie i'll leave it alone i don't that's need awesome. like a fucking thousand messages from fucking nerds who don't even listen to our band complaining <laughs> that i said something about Zack snyder it's the last thing you need well i think that the, the i will say this the new graphic novel we have coming it is a narrative okay so that's get cool. excited about that because it's going to be a whole it's going to be a whole world and you said later this year yeah yeah, yeah it's cool. in the, it's in the works that's that's awesome and that stays between all of us yeah yeah no one posts about this anymore <laughs> you're not allowed to mom's is the word <laughs> um had another good question from david uh what are some in indifferences you have encountered creating your vision different what do you mean indifference or i would like, s- or does he mean like differences between the three yeah five? yeah i should have, yeah worded that better yeah what are like the different like did you guys have any like I don't know, maybe difficulties. Well, I mean, I, on the last album, I wanted to, I wanted to take a synth solo on every song, and <laughs> it, it, Kenny and Zachary were just both like, no, that. <laughs> do you guys ever run into those, I like situations where like one of you guys want to do something? You know, I, another... I would say that's another amazing thing about this collaboration is that we're we're just very into listening and hearing each other's ideas out, you know, like we'll give every anything a chance and then we'll, we'll put our opinion out there. Like hey, maybe yeah. that's not a good idea or that's definitely not a good idea or, you know, Hey yeah, guys. You'll... And I would say that like <laughs> what, what we really benefit from this project is that it's not an ego driven sort of thing. We really yeah. understand the greater good and we understand that this is, it's all about the music. It's not about personal uh, showmanship. Yeah. So like, that's good. If someone comes in with an idea and it doesn't work, usually that, maybe not for them. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if someone comes in with an idea and it doesn't work, usually everyone understands because it's like at the end of the day, it's about creating the greatest song, not, you know, uh, not getting all your riffs into one song or whatever. Like we all understand that this is, it's all for the greater good and the great, the best of the song. Yeah. No, it's yeah. good that you guys. You guys yeah, definitely and, seem all on the same page. And, and all, all three of us, all three of us have different, different things that you know we're really good at, and then it's cool because we're able to utilize all of it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, 
I will say this. When Grahowski comes in with a song, it's usually the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm indifferent about it or I'm, I think it's not as good. Of course, it's a masterpiece. I just, chart and I just throw it as soon as I get the chart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my chart, the charts for those Grahowski songs. This one's be, from uh, Kenny. Get, uh, end up with a lot of scribbles on them. <laughs> no, I'm not taking any calls for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> is there a main songwriter in the band or is it really just like all you guys all three of us yeah. all three of us yeah you know and, it, and it's nice because it, it's still pretty collaborative you know mm -hmm. at this point where it, you know everybody's having input yeah uh, i mean some of our like respective songs like you know like some of the like when like for steve like something like alphaville mm -hmm. or even i would even say rod of futures is like pretty much his vision his his song but in the parts that he wrote, like, especially like a lot of the drum parts he programmed yeah. and he programmed like, you know, the way he did, it, he did it a certain way. You know, I don't know if you want me to reveal that, Steve. I don't know if you care about trade secrets. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> you can, you can reveal it. Essentially the original drum part is literally two drummers playing at the same time. So it's an adoption of both parts. That's know. the so, only way to make something sound like Kenny Grahowski is you have to have <laughs> put two drummers in. <laughs> So, you gotta so, put two drummers <laughs> i mean that's why the groove kind of sounds like it's two grooves happening at once yeah but you know it, but at the same time he composed a song and and a drum part that i i really didn't change because he wrote something to how i play it's mm -hmm. like hey he'll do something like this let me just throw it at him and a lot of his music like even alphaville like i, I didn't really change any of the drum parts you know it, it's it's oh, it's wow. a lot of what he originally wrote because he's writing for the ensemble he's in. He's writing for Zach and, and myself. So even the guitar parts, it's like, even if they're challenging, it's like he's writing for Zach, which is something, like, at least personally, I've always admired about Steve's songs. So they're usually my favorite tunes. My songs, I usually don't, I'm not so crazy about because I go, this is going to be a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> and, but then, you know, what ends up happening, especially like, you know, like you mentioned Gotham Lux before, Steve, and it's like, for me, that's one of my favorite tunes, and it, it started off as originally like a a, a, a whole song, but okay. yeah. you know, about maybe a third or two thirds of that song are composed by the band, and it made the song so much better, so much stronger. Mm -hmm. It in in all my favorite parts of the song are parts that I had absolutely no input on whatsoever, yeah. not oh. even in rehearsal, which is you know like the whole bass cadenza into that breakdown. I mean, I didn't you know you that was just a band thing, and that's a Steve thing. Wow. So you know, it's like. It's awesome being in a place where it's like that song was a real learning curve of like all right well from now on how do i write to find these guys now that i've been touring with them now they've been playing with them now that we're getting closer we're becoming friends you know we're doing the thing it's like you try to find each other you don't just keep writing the way you write and then just beat people over the head with your music you know like that that never really works and that you know you look at all the great bands and whether it's one guy writing the tunes or it's a band writing the tunes, like even if they're challenging, nobody's beating the shit out of each other with like these parts. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, okay, they're yeah. meet, they might, because there's a difference <clears throat> between a challenge and a beat down. And, and I think a lot of people don't have the discernment to tell the difference between the two, yeah. you know, and that's a whole other discussion, but you know, getting back to, you know, the point, it's like when you're writing for each other, you're writing for your band. It's you, you want, you, yeah. You're going to play the, if you're lucky, you're going to play these songs two, 300 times a year. Yeah. For years. 
Exactly. So you better fucking love what you're playing. Yeah. You better love this song. <laughs> yeah. Dude, because serious. if you if Facts, you're one of the dude. lucky yes. few who make it, you're yeah. gonna be singing that song for the rest the whole, of your life. You gotta play that song every show. And, and you better be fucking love it. Every show. Yeah. You, love you see those big bands who don't like their hits. Oh my fucking You see exactly. what happens to them. Dude. Right, right. Yes. Uh I, I just wanna say I like Every song, a Zachary song, Kenny song, Steve song, I'm, I, they all excite me. Yeah. yeah. But, to be fair, yes, Zach but, writes but, amazing but what, music. Yeah. Every, <laughs> I, I'm just, thank you. I'm just, <laughs> I enjoy our music, which is a very, I feel, uh, you know, very fortunate to, to be in that kind of situation in this life. But, yeah, but, um, one thing I want to say about Kenny learning the trump parts, though, is like, <laughs> I, I didn't program them for him to learn them, though. Like, you know, you write a song for your band. Yeah. You want to have you want to be open about like hey you do whatever, you the do hell whatever you want. yeah you can change this yeah he happened to go and learn that the, the, the goddamn thing the way it was programmed which <laughs> i was like holy shit you know like, <laughs> you didn't have to do that <laughs> yeah and uh but, you know, hey, but, but he liked it though yeah you knew you know what he it's essentially you know what he likes yeah like, the, you're you know, right for the most part right we, we've gotten to we've gotten it's to kind, know each other cool. very well so we we can hear it yeah, yeah probably in our heads even you know so it, yeah, it's when a you're writing great it. it's a great thing it's really a great thing yeah, yeah. i, love I mean that the new song you wrote steve i'm i'm still fairly convinced that you just took you just transcribed drums from one of the jam sessions and just put it in <laughs> midi and the, that's the drum part i'm convinced that, that i don't is, know how to play that one yet nobody does no, we haven't nobody we haven't does. We haven't practiced it yet. We just yeah. sent the demo and we're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Okay, this is going to be going to be nuts. Do you guys <laughs> usually write stuff at home first and then bring it to the practice spot? No, it's it's all over the map. I mean, it's, it's like everywhere. We, yeah. we, write, we write shit in a rehearsal together, you know, by playing yeah. together. Somebody will send a part. Zachary will say, here, here's this chart, you know, an actual head of a, of like a, of, of a tune. Uh-huh. Learn it, you know, like it'll be something like that. It, there's all or the like a video, like a video of him or a video. Home, like, so, or yes, oh, really? videos of him playing guitar, and, and you know, and then you're like, okay, I have to learn. What's he playing? All right, yeah. <laughs> all different kinds of different ways that we yeah. arrive at the final product. That's rad. I all roads lead to Rome. Yeah, you guys definitely are. I mean, what do you think the band would continue if one of you guys quit? Of question. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird. Realistically, it, pro it probably would continue, but me personally, I I wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to play with anybody else other than, yeah. than the two of them. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, if, if one of you guys left, like, I wouldn't know even who to call. Like, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of a, like a, I could just tell you guys like are are like essentially like brother like brother i mean you guys right, yeah we're like you know a band saying? like you guys are just from like talk you know we've never met we've never met in person before i haven't even seen the band live before but like just from chatting with you guys for an hour and a half now i could just like really tell you guys just have this down and you really enjoy each other's presence working with each other writing with each other touring with each other everything to where it's like wow you know, it's like if that were to happen because I have like, you know, one of my bands I work with ingested, I've been friends with them for a while now. And they even said to me, like, you know, like a year ago, they're like, yeah, if one of us leaves, the band's done. Because they had like a bassist left and they were like, okay, we can, we can move on from that. You know, they're like a death metal band, you know, so we can. It was hard though, because like they've been, they're still friends. And Sorry, they I didn't mean to laugh. No, I know. <laughs> I it love is, that. Like, if someone left the, the band, ball. the band is done. Yeah. Our bass player leaves. Well, that was well, before. I mean, we could this still is after the, I asked them this shows. after the fact. <laughs> 
the, after the fact is I was like, well, what happens if someone else leaves? Are you guys going to continue? And they were like, no, no, we would just hang it up. If, if one of us is like not feeling it anymore or anything, like it, it will probably just hang it up. I'm like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Cause they've been, you know, with their bassist leaving Brad, it was just, you know, he was in the band from the beginning too. That's a band that's been original members from the, the start. They never changed. This is yeah, like uh, almost 15 years. Some of the coolest well. bands I think have been all original members like Rammstein. I just recently learned those are, are still they? the same original members. Wow. I had no clue. Damn. Yeah, that's nuts. That's crazy. That is yeah, crazy, and they, and they, they do a lot of business. That's you know? a big deal. Those guys are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the production level that band is on is next level. It's, it's I love another that. level. I love that band. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen them live before. I really fucking want to. We were supposed to go. Yeah, uh, tickets? tickets. Yeah, but it got canceled. They got yeah. can't, you know, can't postponed. Postponed. Oh, don't yeah, you love Ticketmaster? God don't forbid, you love that word? Postponed. Don't you love yeah. that word? And like, well, no, because Ticketmaster doesn't want to pay gone. you. Like, that's not postponed. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to. They don't. They don't want to refund. Back, yeah. So they just they just postpone it. Yeah. Like, until until you forget about it. Oh yeah. So I have Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I have Rage Against the Machine tickets, and they and you can't get them refunded. Like right, I checked no. like a month ago. They're like, nope, it's postponed. This is the new date. It's supposed to be like in June. I'm like, Rage Against the Machine in June? Yeah. How many people? Yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. exactly. How many people? So you mean June 2030. 2030. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, June 2030. Let me take a gander over at their social medias and see what they're saying about June. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. So one question I did have that my friend Paul brought up that I forgot to ask, like what growing up, what, were some of your like influences growing up? Like, how did you get more into metal music? What was the gateway into it? I mean, for me, the I go back further than everybody in this chat. But for me, the uh, for, for me the Steve <laughs> the gateway was was like probably somebody like Ingve Malmsteen, you know, like okay. Because wow. you know, I was into I was into a lot of rock music growing up and a lot of classical music. Yeah, my father was very into music, and he had this crazy music LP collection of all this classical shit and that's Stravinsky rad. and all this really cool music that yeah. affected my fucked up brain. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you're really around. I mean, your dad. Yeah. So yeah. so that kind of probably led me to you know a guy like Ingve. You know, he was doing that neoclassical thing, right? You yeah. Know? And I and I liked those old. His, his old albums, you know, the early stuff. And then, yeah, that, then it kind of went to Metallica and Slayer. And then yeah, it you just, start finding out about them, right? Yeah, then yeah. it got into like hardcore and other that kinds for... of weird shit, punk, you know, and then it just it just keeps going, you know? Yeah. But that was all early on. I mean, your dad yeah. essentially surrounded you with music. Did he play any instruments? Well, I, I think he played when he was younger, but not really, no. Nothing really, yeah. What about you, Zach? Um, for me, I grew up on like Hendrix and Zeppelin Same. and Zeppelin. And yeah, all. like 60s, 70s He's rock. Savage. And I really, it was like the CD era. So like, yeah, unless you had like someone like you, you just like, it wasn't that easy to find stuff. Mm -hmm. Most, most of my like, like discoveries were just like for a holiday, you know, like someone would give me a Led Zeppelin CD. I'm like, oh, I like Led Zeppelin now. Oh, someone gave me a Black Sabbath CD. I like Black Sabbath now, you know? Ooh, present. And then, yeah, exactly. Mm. 
And then one time my uncle bought me Injustice for All, and I was like, yo, this is so... Hold on. I was like, this is, this is quite... Because I didn't even really know about heavy metal because I'm like 10. Yeah, and I was like... Course. I was like, yo, this is very different than Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Like completely different. <laughs> it's like all my favorite parts of like, Jimi Hendrix, like the heavy parts that I, like that's all I loved. Yeah. It's like way heavier. Did you like it right? And that away? record is also like super brutal. So yeah. I just got really into Metallica because they're like the best band. So like right away when you heard that, were you like, I like this? Like I'm hooked. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is what I was always liking about all the other like yeah, I just want I, you know, heavier. I, I, when I was like nine years old, I wasn't listening to like No Quarter. You know, I was just like Immigrant Song. Yeah, you know, like the yeah. heavier one. Yeah. <laughs> no right. Quarter is my favorite Zeppelin. No, it's a, it's a yes. great piece, of course. But you know, when you're like when you don't know anything, you're just oh, trying to get the heavier you know? stuff. Grouski's got an interesting story, though. Let's hear it. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, when I. <laughs> I mean, to fast forward to the metal part, like when I started really getting into metals when I moved to New York, and okay. I was taking a class. Uh, I mean, I, I moved here to go to school, and um, in one of my classes, it was a it was like a it was a sight uh, it was a, a sight reading class. It was like advanced okay. sight reading for for drummers or something really really rudimentary and. Let's be real. It was a fake class. It was just a bunch of drummers <laughs> hanging out, listening to music. It was a bullshit class. Like nobody class. needed to be in the class. real stoned. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't smoke yet. I, I wish oh. I would have. I was still living in the church then. But, um, uh, you know, the, this guy put a cassette tape of Meshuggah's. Uh, he had, it was a, uh, it was a you know, like a mixtape of Chaosphere and oh. Destroy, Race, Improve. Wow. Like on like a 110 minute tape or whatever. And that was the first time I ever heard Meshuggah. And this is like 2001. Yeah. You know, this is like maybe a month. I love those albums. Uh, wow. I mean, this is like a month and a half after 9-11. This is like late October. Like yeah. Kind of close to my birthday. So I'm just like, you know, I heard those albums and I was like, fuck, this is like crimson, but it's not stiff and it's ballsy as fuck and it's old as hell. So why were all my friends who are metal fans, why were they not showing me this shit? You <laughs> yeah. know, why were they showing me all this other stuff that I'm not going to name right now? Because yeah. we, we know what was happening in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Why are you showing me this shit? <laughs> and, you know, and look, I, I know I grew up in Florida, but I was not connected to the metal scene down there. Like, I had no, no. idea that, like, Death was rehearsing 10 minutes, 15 minutes from my high school. You know wow. what I mean? Had no idea that yeah. the Cynic guys went to the same high school. Had no fucking clue. I wasn't into that shit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't listen That's to metal. fucking wild. You know, my dad was more like, you know, he had some Metallica albums. He had some Pantera stuff. He had albums, but he wasn't a metalhead. Yeah. But yeah, it was Meshuggah's Chaos Fear and Destroy Race Improve. I left Damn, the school that day, dude. went right to Tower Records, fucking bought those CDs. Yeah. Probably, I think, now that I think about it from one of my future employers, because I had two guys that I work with to this day that worked at that store at the time. So there's a very good what chance the I bought fuck? these CDs from them. That's crazy. And yeah. yeah. That, that was, and then like after that, people showed me like Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh man, yeah. And then like you know, and then it was just like, then I did a gig at CBS. Floodgates and open. Like, <laughs> yeah, like somebody was playing a Bad Brain CD and I was like, oh, who's this? Yeah. And the guy looked at me like, you're in CBS and you don't know who you the don't fuck know Bad Brains, Brains is. Yeah. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Walk up the street <laughs> and go buy as go many buy Bad Brains CD CDs now. And I'm still friends with that guy. He's one really? of those local sound guys in New York oh, City. He does man. he used to do like Trash Bar and and all the the fucking local clubs here. Yeah, yeah. CBs when it was still open. So yeah, yeah. That was Dude. my foray into metal, and where I was like, because before that, like the closest was maybe like Mr. Bungle. 
and okay, like yeah. John Zorn Naked City. Yeah. And I didn't even like that stuff in high school, to be honest. Like I heard it's it like Naked City, great record. Great <laughs> record. I, was, I was a really arrogant, ignorant high school kid. And I, I was like, well, this isn't like Mahavishnu or Stravinsky. This is like, you know, underground music. Like, yeah, dude, I was super fucking ignorant in high school. It's pretty sad. Dude, uh, find me a we high schooler are. that's obsessed with like John Zorn, you know, like that's like, yeah. A, yeah. I mean, kind of a, even, yeah. even in music Very school, I knew about that many kids. School, I didn't like him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it took me, it took years. Definitely it not. took moving to New York for me to appreciate that kind of stuff. Cause then it was like, you live in the environment you go, Oh, okay. and this is the clean version of what these guys live through. Yeah. I get why they make the music they make. I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I think. I understand. I think I'm starting it. to. It, you know, it grew on me. Like, but yeah. I mean, Mr. Bungle was a little bit faster. Like that was for like, sure. Was like, oh my god! But then after a while, it's, I like the dust settled and was like, oh man, this shit is amazing. Yeah, I didn't but like it at first when I was younger. I was like, oh, what the fuck? No, no, yeah. no, no. And then later on, I get older. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. What the fuck was I thinking back then? Why didn't I like this? There's so yeah, much shit happens. like that. Yeah. There's, so There's so much, much shit, shit like, like that, dude. Where you like, you look back and you're like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Why was I not paying attention to this amazing shit? Yep. And then I'm yeah. Like, this shit sucks. Why did I, why did I think what this I, was good back yeah, then? Yeah, that, why yeah. Why do I have all these remember, albums? Yeah, then you remember like, why was I listening to this and not this? Like, what? Right, right. Why did yeah. I like that? Yeah. But it comes, you know, how it happens. or Naked City, man. I wish I yeah, wrote that shit. I wish that was my band. <laughs> if, if I if I was gonna realize the irony of what I was thinking in high school, like I probably would have maybe changed my perspective on things. But maybe it was maybe it was for the best. I don't know. I mean, I thank the gods you didn't, man, because like the whole yeah. all of this is why we are You're play the here. music the way we play it. You know, oh, like for sure. I think this guy on my shirt, by the way, is a huge influence to me too. You know, so and yeah. exactly really. He wasn't part of the metal scene, you know. <laughs> but he, he got in later. Got, yeah. He got in a little bit later. <laughs> little later. He was he was proto before it was proto metal. But but it's yeah. but, but but one could argue that the metal scene exists on the shoulders of somebody like him. So you know, it's yeah. all connected, yeah. right? It's all connected. It is. Yeah. Now you guys are definitely, and I tell people all the time, like this is. You never listen to the band. This is the most eclectic like metal. There's nothing. I mean, you know. It's definitely obviously in the realm. Like if you like Imperial Triumphant, you're gonna love Gore Guts. You know, you love Kralis. You're gonna love those type of bands. But I still Portal. feel like Portal, definitely yeah. Portal. <laughs> One of the weirdest bands. But it's like <laughs> it's Portal best bands. Do I love Portal? Portal's amazing. I know it's insane. Best bands. But I'm always just like this. It's it's next level. It's it's you're not gonna. You're you may not understand it at first, but after you give it a few listens, you're gonna get it. But you know, yeah. a lot of bands like Portal and Gorguts, they kind of like trailblazed the path for us. You know, they for came sure, before yeah. us. Definitely. And like, you know, I'm listening to some Portal records that come out like, what was it, like 2007, Man, 2000? I mean, not even, like 2002, right? they, I think they have a record out. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sure nobody listened to that record until, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, they really it was fucking too fucking weird. It was, yeah, they, you know, they were really like, like what? They're ahead of their time. And so, yeah. like, mm -hmm. I feel or, like they kind of opened the gates for a band like us to be a little more accepted with, with, with a more open-minded audience. Yes. Um, for sure. No, you're definitely right about that. And bands like Cannibal Corpse, too, if you want to go a little further back even. You know? <sighs> Cannibal Dude, Corpse rules. Because, just because they just, they've never not hit it super hard. You know, like, no yeah. matter what, whatever. Yeah. You know, they do their thing, but it's always just like, 
dude, it's so in your face. Go fuck off. You yeah, know, like, <laughs> that's like amazing. That's literally <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, yep. one every, tour, every record. <laughs> yeah, what well, we one tour we were on, I, we you. were in Europe. I don't remember. I, I literally like, I was just consuming every Cannibal Corpse record. Yeah, you know, you're you're going through, through it. You're going every, through it. <laughs> every ride, drive, Steve's just like different ripping through record. records. Yeah, yeah. Just, it was just. It was hooking me up, yeah. That's awesome. And, and then the the TM for that tour and the and our sound man, um, Dano and, and oh, Pierre. Oh, Dano and Pierre. They found out what Steve was listening to, and they're all like, you're listening to this shit in the back, and we're up here like, boop, boop. they're like, fucking bring this shit up. You know, it was like, <laughs> so that was always nice, too. Put it on. Because they, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were more like, they were getting into like some super doom zones, which is oh, great, okay. yeah. especially for like long drives and for them to like help oh, them keep, keep saying it. Keeps it, you in the it, zone. It, yeah. yeah. So man. it's great for that. But, the, you know, every once in a while they're like, OK, we need a we need a we shot need of espresso and we ain't near a gas corpse. station. So we need, yeah. Yeah. Corpse, a couple baby. of CCs. Yeah. Dude, every record they got. That's another band like death metal band. Like every record they come out with it just hits you in the face. You're like, oh, I love I love did it again. I, I think I love every album. Yeah, I think I love every. Album. I, yeah. Rip, dude. That they is really, a band who knows themselves. Yes. Yep, exactly. And they still crush it live. And now they got Air oh. Grutan. Get out of here, dude. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, get the fuck out. It's a fucking powerhouse, yeah. dude. <laughs> that <insane>. guy? <laughs> yes. That dude can play, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember seeing Hate Internal. I only saw Hate Internal once. It was Rivers and Owls on the tour. And I, it was, I was so stoked to see Hate Internal because I love the band. And I was just, like, blown away the whole time. I just couldn't look away. I couldn't move. And I was just like... How the fuck, dude, is this dude playing all this shit? Just like I never seen it. I want to catch that. It's shit. so intense. It's so I intense. can imagine. <laughs> it's just so intense, dude. You feel stressed Damn. out watching it, but you love it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it's very enjoyable. Like, to is me. he gonna is he gonna fuck up? Nope. <laughs> That's a super aggressive band. Yeah. Yes. They they're they're so for Corpse to pick Eric, you know, get Eric in is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yep. So what can we look forward to with some new Imperial? I assume you guys are always writing. Always. Always. Yep. Yep. It's just going to get weirder, more, more intense. Of course. Yeah, of course. Are you, do you think you're, you're going to continue to have guests on every album? Yeah, it's a fun yeah. part of the uh, process. We like collaboration, I think, is a very New York artistic move it is yeah, we, we really enjoy having guests on and we also you know for this next album we already have a list you know of some ideas of some guests we'd like to have so we're, awesome. we're looking forward to it yeah and plus you meet yeah. new friends that way you become friends with it you know you and that be, too yeah yeah were you friends with the guests that you've had in the past before getting them or were they it depends on who yeah, you're talking like talking about uh, kenny kenny was friends with uh toma and Tom, yeah Trey. okay that, that was great yeah. that, that day that day that we had you know we recorded ty japanese taiko drums with yeah toma. I remember, yeah i remember seeing the video and stuff in, in a fucking japanese dojo in brooklyn <laughs> like it's like what okay but anyway so we're, we, we're doing this <laughs> yeah we did yeah. that and like yeah. we made that all happen and the whole thing was the real teamwork and it was amazing and for me that was just like one of the greatest days you know like hung out hung out and played drums with toma yeah and, we, and then like we all went, went out and we all went and hung out afterwards like you know it's just great yeah nice day yeah. it's that's fucking wild man 
Yeah. Like I remember seeing but that's that. New York, man. It's yeah, a cultural dude. center where you can. People ask me, how'd you get him on the record? I was like, send him an Uber, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> send him an Uber and he showed up. Send him an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> Bought him a slice of pizza, you know. Yeah. Bought him a slice of pizza. Got him a beer. And he was just down to do it. That was it. That's how it happened. <laughs> That's rad. I'm definitely, I, I can't wait to see you guys live. I, I really can't. It's, yeah, it's going to be gonna great. fucking roll. Hang out. Oh, it'll it's, be fun to play some, again. Get some good coffee. Yes. Some good yeah. food. Dallas coffee. Hey, there's some good spots. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there is. I'll come to New York too. I'm always, I'm coming up. I'm actually coming up to New York in May to oh, visit nice. family oh, and nice. stuff. So I'll let you know if maybe we can try to set up a day to meet up or something. Maybe definitely let us know. Yeah. See if I can swing down to the city. We'll do dinner. That sounds great. That would be fucking rad, man. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, this has been great doing this with you guys. Um, Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, man. I was stoked that you guys were down to do this. Now I know yeah. a lot more about all of you and plus the band. Because I forget. <laughs> yeah. how I, I'm trying to remember how I the found out you... about the band. Who showed me Imperial Triumphant? Fuck, I don't even know. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it just, I think it just popped up. I think I might have seen like a video. And was just like, what the mm. fuck is this? I like it. <laughs> so I love just like cool. shit that's just way outside the box. I'm like, I need to listen to this. But yeah, I mean, it's fucking awesome, man. But yeah, until next time, uh, we'll be looking out for your no graphic novel later this year. Um, hopefully a new record sometime next year, I'd assume. Yeah. And then uh, some yeah. fucking touring. Some that shows. Put, put us to work. Put us to work, Daniel. I Let's... know. I'm almost done with the 2029 tour. I told you. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> it's only a few years away. You guys think it's like so far away? Yeah, we we got a market open up in Saskatchewan. It's great. Yeah, People love it. <laughs> Local promoters guaranteed me solid 50 heads. Solid 50 heads. <laughs> awesome. Let me. Let me see who we're going to do something on Twitch where we go raid somebody where, which means we'll take pretty much everyone from here into someone else's stream. So I'm going to see who of my friends are streaming right now, man. The term uh, raid has changed over the years. Yes, it has. Raid. I think they would have named it something different on Twitch, right? Yeah. That's a, right. It's a little, it's a little cross pollination, especially in a, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a medium where tons of fucking gamers exist. How did nobody say, um, timeout this this is already a thing <laughs> let's go see uh oh man dude should we go raid mark from Kamira? remember that band Kamira? there's yes mark the singer's yeah. on here i don't think i've raided should, him before buddy mark from Kamira. He, he should definitely get raided let's go raid mark, mark from Kamira. i i've never talked to him before. i i grew up loving Kamira. i grew up like man. absolutely loving this band so I want to do like a surprise raid from his, I, he does I don't think he may know who I am, but who really knows? Kamira's not a band anymore, you know? I mean, they're not. Nah, no, I mean, that's been, what I was asking. Like, there's still a, there's still a thing or is he just like, just he's just still... streaming. I don't know what else he's doing. I don't know if he's doing any new projects. Mm. I have now he's just him. Mark. Now he's just fucking Mark, dude. <laughs> there's like vocal streams and shit. He's pretty fun. He's a cool dude. Game streams. He's just chill as fuck, but. Nice. I've never actually like introduced introduced myself to him before, so let's go fucking rate him. But again, guys, thank you so much for doing this with me today. It's my um, pleasure, man. Thank you. Stoked for everything yeah. to come up. 
that's coming Dan, up. Dan, thanks for having us so much, man. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Have a good definitely. one. We'll do it again sometime in the future when the new record comes out and everything. Hell right. yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. I'll see you all, right. see you all later. Be well. Later, guys. Ciao. Ciao.